Hello and welcome to Lights, Cameras, Blokes, a movie review slash discussion podcast with myself, Ned Colin, and my co-host, Sean Culligan. Uh, let's address the elephant in the room. It's been a minute. I apologize. I've been off the editing game. It's not been very based of me to leave you for as long as I have. And I promise this is the Ned guarantee, which is worth intrinsically nothing, that that's not going to happen again. Me and Sean are aiming for at least an episode a week from now on. We're going to dump a few over the next few days just to make sure we're all caught up. We've got an exciting mini-series ready for everyone. So... A big apologies, but let's, you know, let's turn our attention to the skies for this great extraterrestrial episode of Lights, Cameras, Blokes. We're watching Fire in the Sky. Let's take it away. Dude, I turned off the AC because I think this episode is going to involve some sweaty boys because we're talking aliens. <laughs> oh, damn. you got to sweat up. you got to get sweaty if you encounter a UFO. It's true because then they can't grab you. They'll come yeah, down gotta... and they'll try to snatch you, but you'll just slip on out of their little grasps, their little gray hands. The, the perfect way to enjoy this episode is with, like, your trucker hat. A flannel T-shirt, your yep. your Mufon um, lanyard, a cup of coffee. Maybe if you're if you're not going caffeine, you're like a little Caesar's pizza with the pretzel crust and a Mike's hard lemonade. That that is so so right. I gotta say, if you're looking to be abducted, it helps to be a blue collar worker. We'll talk about all this as we go, because today is a very special extraterrestrial episode. Of lights, cameras, blokes. I'm so excited. This this is this is this is going to be fun. I'll say when we plan this. I'll say when we plan this, Sean. Uh, this was going to be your chance to kind of get this out of your system. To you know, spout your crazed conspiracies, your your Moloch, your Adrenochrome, your you know unhinged Q conspiracy shit. But uh, you ju- you managed to get it in every episode. So, wh- I mean, why are we doing this, really? Right. Well, it, it's more just to just please me. And uh, hopefully you don't go too crazy with all the insane information and research I've done on Fire in the Sky, the Travis Walton abduction. The Travis Walton, the uh, most famous American abduction uh, in recorded UFO history, Can I, I would say, say I would say yeah. There's there's one prior to this that <clears throat> some people one. believe believe Travis Walton may have been influenced by the I think it's the Benny and oh, Benny, sorry Benny Hill abduction. Be- I Benny Hill is like you know the the sorry sorry the You're Barney and Betty Hill abduction Barney and Betty Hill uh, that was the was that fifties or sixties that's like the 61. first American abduction yeah. story they laid the groundwork uh, they walked so that Travis could you know float or whatever you do when you get zipped up to the mothership. Pro. But, uh, yeah, yeah, pro. <laughs> they, they walked so that Travis could be probed. Uh, but we'll get into all the fiddling that aliens do in a bit. Let's start off a little gentle, uh, yeah. just like an alien might, pre-probe. You'd hope. I don't know. Yeah, you'd hope. <laughs> you'd hope they'd be gentle. Uh, let's do some wrecks. Some, some... Yeah, yeah. Sean, go. You go, Sean. Uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, so, a little sad, but last week by exactly last week now um at the time we were recording this the uh the anniversary of the japanese uh earthquake tsunami fukushima incident happened um and that kind of reminded me that it was the 10-year anniversary that uh there is a project that i hold very near and dear to my heart because i make all the uh, interns and all the co-workers i surround myself with at work read this but there's there's a photo project called talking barnacles that kind of came out of that disaster and it's one of my favorite uh photo projects ever so if you if you need something to to read and look at 
I highly recommend Talking Barnacles by Patrick Sai, T-S-A-I. Um, he's a photographer originally from Sacramento, but now lives in Japan. Uh, it's a year-long photo and text diary that he starts it off as like, I'm going to document for the seven days after the, the earthquake happened. Um, and then he turned it into a year-long project. And the project, the project also includes his run up to a really prestigious photo competition that he enters into and is accepted as one of the, the finalists. Uh, so it's a really good, really good diary entry. And, and, and uh, unlike Instagram, this is kind of like a long form version of what a lot of people do now where they, you know, they'll take a photo, put up a caption, but he really goes for it. And uh, yeah, I think it's uh, talkingbarnacles.blogspot.com, but uh, read it in reverse chronolo- or read it in chronological order, which he has a link to um, at the beginning of of that pod or at the beginning of the blog. Yeah, yeah, I, Sean's right because I was subjected to it. I say subjected; it was great, <laughs> and it was probably the first time I've. Um, I really got super, super into like film photography and everything he was doing was like amazing. And this was pre, I don't want to say what I do. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. yeah, Pre whatever. (laughs) This was pre my career as a a go-go dancer and it really got me into go-go dancing. So, uh, yeah, that's a great wreck. Damn. 10 years since the earthquake. What's, uh, so What's your rec, Ned? I got a rec. I kept it. Um, I kept it UFO adjacent, just because I'm nice. in that mood, you know. This is an Amazon original movie called The Vast of Night. It is about a I can't remember 50s, 60s small town, and the radio host there intercepts a strange signal, and it's just about this guy who's like super into radio, who then becomes obsessed with like where's this kind of signal coming from uh and i believe it's um it's it's a pretty small budget film but really brilliant and you know one of those great like small scale movies that comes out and like everyone sleeps on so i really recommend that film and i gotta give this a watch this looks sick yeah it's uh and it looks you know i think the the cinematography is great they do some amazing like long takes in this mm. and uh very impressive very impressive stuff there's uh like two ways that i've seen people go with alien movies and alien media you can go the way of like a twin peaks very just kind of spooky but like nebulous and extra dimensional route or you can go fire in the sky route where it's just like this is aliens and it's almost like a, a horror not horror but like like a slasher vibe i get where yeah fire in the sky is the first alien movie i've seen that's tried to do kind of both things like it does its intense alien encounter yeah movie and it does its kind of slow burn small town thing. yeah yeah uh which i think is a pretty interesting film we can get into it sean but let's do it but I mean, Sean, what's the history of this thing? Based on a true story, can it be true? Story? Uh, yeah, yeah. It it's definitely true. Um, yeah. You know, it's <laughs> the blokes stand by this. This is fact. The, uh, this is science. You know, fact. this is this is not conspiracy theory, but conspiracy fact. Uh, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So, in a small town in Arizona, a logging village where a lot of Mormons. There's like a Mormon enclave out there that that a bunch of these loggers and maybe drifters come through. Yeah, and uh, you can trust the more like the Mormons aren't gonna lie to you. They don't believe yeah, in anything insane. So they're they're not drinking coffee. They're not yeah. drinking alcohol. They're straight shooters. Um, but yeah, up in this this Arizona town, Travis Walton, along with I guess it would be his future brother-in-law, they are on a logging project. They are out in the woods cutting down some trees with four other gentlemen as the night comes they are trying to get this project done they're working tirelessly pack it up for the day and they start driving as they're leaving they see what they seem what they assume is a fire 
burning <laughs> in the sky, man. In the sky. <laughs> in the friggin' sky. And uh, they come upon what isn't fire in the sky, but a UFO. And Travis Walton jumps out of the car uh, at the behest of his five other counterparts who are telling him, do not leave the car. What are you doing? And he goes under the UFO, gets blasted 10 feet into the air and falls onto his back. The five other gentlemen drive away in the car, eventually come back, and he is gone. And he's abducted. Fast forward five days later, Travis Walton is found on the side of a highway after he makes a phone call to his... See, I can't keep going. Brother-in-law. What's his name? Mike Rogers. Yeah, dude from Terminator 2. Yeah, the Terminator so get, from Terminator Two. The liquid. He calls, he calls the Terminator. Yeah, the liquid Terminator. We should say because people are going to think he's calling right. Arnie. No, know. he's not. He calls the Arnold. liquid Terminator. That would have made the movie insane if Arnold Schwarzenegger played Mike Rogers, but he he didn't. Uh, Robert Patrick played Mike Rogers. Yeah, anyway, the liquid Terminator. Travis Walton calls Mike Rogers, and they go and pick him up, and he recounts a insane story about being abducted by aliens and. Um, I don't know if now is, is the proper time to bring up the types of aliens that were uh, doing the Well, I'm fascinated because they never say it was this type of alien. But, Sean, it sounds like you've done some research. <laughs> it sounds like you know what aliens took him. But I feel like even that is getting a little ahead of, you know, yeah, yeah, that yeah. gets Let's... a little spoilery because, you yeah. know, do we even know if aliens even took this guy? This was a true story. Uh, a lot of skeptics think this was an elaborate hoax. In the true story, seven loggers were working on a contract when one of them uh, disappeared after a UFO encounter. The big hook in this story, the reason a lot of people think it's very valid, uh, is that all of these loggers took polygraph tests and they all passed three separate times. One of the times was inconclusive. Two of them, they passed. And that's polygraphs. That's a hard sign. You can't you can't cheat a polygraph test. It's I, not I, possible, Sean. <laughs> Sean, tell me a lie. I'll tell you if you're telling the truth. I'm okay. I'm a bit of a human polygraph. Okay. So All go right. on. Tell me the tell me a lie. I'll tell you. If t- no, well, don't tell me a lie because I know you're. T- I'll tell, tell you me, a thing. Tell me a thing. Okay. I am not wearing a hat. Damn it! It's true. It's true. You're not wearing a hat. <laughs> I am wearing a hat, Ned. No, you're wearing a cap. Hmm. <laughs> right All into right. us on uh, if that exchange had you at the edge of your seat. But <laughs> um, yeah, this is a uh, so it's one of the more credible alien abduction stories. Travis, Travis Walton, Travis Walton, Travis Walton disappeared for five days. There was a lot of search for him uh, and then he shows up. He's lost. He's lost about 10 pounds. His beard's grown. He thinks he's only been gone for two hours. Uh, and he goes on to write all these books about it. His his main book gets adapted into Fire in the Sky, which blends the kind of reality of his account with the fiction of a, a mid-90s Hollywood blockbuster. That's kind of the movie. We're going to get deep into aliens, I think, in this. Yeah. But But first, let's just say, do we recommend Fire in the Sky? I was I was mulling this over a lot yesterday so speak to me sean i think there are two reasons to watch this movie and it's the two scenes of aliens the first uh this is somewhat spoiler spoilerly uh, aliens show up aliens, aliens show up aliens show up so so the if you're watching this movie you you probably understand this movie is about aliens so i feel like i'm not really spoiling anything and if you're watching this movie you probably know about the travis walton abduction you watch this movie for the first ufo scene and the last kind of climax of the movie in the spaceship scene and i would recommend it purely on those two there's a lot of slow burn at the beginning a lot of dialogue there's a small town kind of i I was gonna say southern but it's not southern i would say there's a like this small town drama that's going on because that is kill travis like yeah without him it's like a murder mystery or something that's going on and it's good. It's it, it's fine. But if you don't like all the dialogue, then I would, you know, I would pass on that. But I think it's worth watching just for the two scenes. You're telling people to go and Google "fire in the sky abduction scene" and click on the YouTube link and yes. uh, enjoy. Yes. Uh, 
I will um, lightly, very lightly disagree with you, Sean. Uh, I think I think this was a better movie than I walked in thinking it was going to be. Uh, I think it kind of coming away from it. I I think it's you know it's got its its fans, but in in its time, nineteen ninety three, nineteen ninety three, it it feels like it's a it feels like a a film that came out like. 10 years later than maybe it should have like if yeah. this had, it felt very 80s because there are a lot of you know i think like close encounters and spielberg which was a the it's the you know ufo movie uh which i think is a little overrated uh and i came away from this thinking it's a little underrated i think i agree like the slow burn stuff is not for everyone but i think like it's an interesting enough hook that you know these people did collectively see something that the town does not trust them and it's caused a rift between them you've got the element of like the sheriff and the detective who are like trying to work out what's really gone down yes that's all like the kind of true story stuff and then the second the director introduces the insane nightmare alien stuff that's the best fucking bit of the movie (laughs) uh Oh, don't get me wrong. I I think, well, don't get me wrong. I really enjoyed this movie. I just think some people no, will agree. turn it off like twenty minutes in. I agree. I agree yeah. with you. Yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. So, uh, so I I recommend this film though. I I'd say like if you like UFO movies, if you liked Close Encounters. Oh uh, yeah, if you like Close Encounters, you should watch this instead. Yeah, hundred like one hundred percent. Fuck I you, think Spielberg. I think that's, yeah yeah no 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 <laughs> no if Spielberg wants to come on the podcast and uh and argue his corner then we'd probably say no wouldn't we Sean like yeah it would take a lot of money <laughs> we've got nothing against Stephen no uh, <laughs> but um yeah uh <laughs> that's uh yeah I recommend the film I recommend the film same kind of uh, well aliens aliens let's just talk aliens because that's what this is all about that's what the people are here for. Yeah. Fuck this movie. Uh, <laughs> Sean, what kind of fucking aliens are these? So, in the movie, they are kind of a... a I would say they're almost like a hybrid alien. Um, mm. In real life, what Travis talks about, he says there's actually two, possibly three types of aliens that were on the ship. So, mm. in the movie, I would say those is, the, the, the aliens he sees are either uh, like a gray... Or maybe a gray mixed with um, a, a Nordic alien. But in real life, Travis says that initially he's abducted and he sees grays. Grays are like the little... Very classic. Classic, if, you, know. you know, small aliens that you would see in a in a uh, comic book or, or whatever. And, and then, so the grays abduct him. He is in a room with grays. But then he goes to a separate room um, and he's led through, I'm assuming, a larger ship. He goes into a hangar. He sees a bunch of extra spaceships in the hangar and then into another room where he is met by Nordic aliens. Think of a a, a middle to upper class L.A. socialites garage, you know. It's full of cars that you probably don't get used, but... You see them they, all together, and it looks impressive. Right, and they uh, probably just got them off Turo, and they're renting them for the day. Absolutely. It's so. all a fucking farce, it's and a, you're talking to the head alien who's showing yeah. you about... Uh, these are the... This is the two-hour time frame Travis remembers. Uh, right. There are, like, the other... You know, the rest of the five days are gone But he only remembers... Mind. Yeah, he only remembers these two hours. And in the two hours, he says the Nordics... So Nordics are taller aliens that look like humanoids um and they kind of resemble scandinavian people usually have long hair uh mm. and fair skin and then Wait, sean yeah long blue hair, eyes fair skin yeah. blue eyes yeah sean are you, no no <laughs> keep going man keep going. oh no, okay all right, all right uh <laughs> i mean i know i have blue eyes and long hair and fair skin but let's yeah. not talk about that okay um, keep going he, he is taken into this room with the Nordics and he is placed on a table and puts on a mask and that's where he kind of blacks out and he's awake. He's awoken by the UFO ship above him shooting off and he's standing on the highway 
Yeah, they uh, put him back. They put him back. In his, and we're talking about the true, the true, true the, true, the true story. The I true sorry, story. I did. You can hear my air quotes, but let me guarantee you they weren't there because this is a true story. Okay, this is the true story where Travis wakes up on the ship. He he encounters these greys. He actually lashes out to them, which is very different from the film. He takes a swing at them. Yeah, he's uh, fighting with with a pole thing that that isn't really strong enough to hit anything. And well, he's yeah. very weak. He's very weak at the time. He's weak. The, the film substitutes this uh, strange, you know, despondent, frankly boring account of an alien abduction and, and exchanges it with some, you know, sexy Hollywood nightmare. Like, the, the end of this movie, the alien stuff, is truly like, it goes kind of event horizon horror. It's uh, amazing. It's so Travis cool. screaming. It's just like, ah! Da! Da! <laughs> Uh, it's it, it generally freaked me out. It like it's a great horror sequence. The director the, said Travis's account was boring, and he apparently, while in the production of this film, was having like n- alien nightmares, which made up what we end up seeing. Did uh, they take the whole like did did the Matrix rip from this movie? Because I feel like that scene where Travis is in the the goo mm. is very Matrix esque feels very it, it, that whole sequence where he wakes up and he's surrounded by you imagine his other pods filled with yeah. other people and you see a couple of them it's very matrix yeah 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 yeah, yeah. of course the matrix is also real you know, this true. is all okay. a simulation but also the ufos that visit us are the th- are the beings that run the simulation mm. well let's i mean let's yeah. table that let's table yeah. that yeah okay 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 uh, i was gonna fight you on it but i think yeah we'll table that for now we'll table it for now uh (laughs) yeah uh so there's the you know there's the truth and the fiction of it uh we know that travis was missing for five days uh we know the logging crew all claim that they saw a ufo in reality, there were seven members of the logging crew, but the movie decided to cut down because they thought it was too many characters and exchanged it for six members. <laughs> so, you know, if they would have had seven, I would have hated this movie. I, what's this crowd on the screen? Who's the poor seventh motherfucker who like, doesn't show up? <laughs> like, or maybe he didn't want to. Maybe he was like, uh, no, uh, don't, I don't want to be involved. Uh, but yeah, these are burly. You know, these aren't liars. These are Mormon lumberjacks. These are m- men's men. What so, do they have to 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 gain from lying about this? All they want to do is cut down trees and gurp beers. Like they don't, don't want to gurp beers because some of them are Mormon. Some of them well, are beers. that's true. That's true. Yeah. So yeah, these these sweet Mormon lumberjacks. Uh, you know, they're not going to lie to you. So uh, this is why this is one of the key. This is the big case, and Travis wants this film remade because apparently they did him. You know, they 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 got the details wrong at the end. There's no like spaceman alien who shows him around the hangar, and there's no like weird glass tube that he swings at the aliens. And he, in interviews, and I've watched a few Travis interviews now. Yes, uh, says on reflection, he thinks he was scared and it wasn't composed correctly because he didn't see these aliens as immediately hostile. Yes, they were. This, this was a deeply traumatic time for him, but he uh, he just kind of freaked out at them. And in, he says, like, he doesn't see their intentions as as evil or inherently bad. Uh, so, they were just visitors, you know? Yeah, yeah. So I, here's where I think it makes a lot of sense to me. People are like, oh, you know, aliens come in, abduct people, and do all these experiments on them. Uh, they just kind of, like use us as playthings, but i i think and travis upon further reflection also thinks that these aliens were actually trying to help him out mm. because travis gets out of the truck he goes down and he's standing directly under this ufo mm. and then he gets blasted 10 feet away and what happens and what he thinks is happening and what i think is happening is he was standing under the business end of a propulsion propulsion engine and got you know th- think oh, about fried. think of, he got fried like think about walking towards a you know a Boeing seven forty seven and just standing by the engine and then they take off mm-hmm. and then you get fried right it's the same idea after getting fried the aliens are like 
damn it. We messed that dude up. <laughs> Let's go, get him on go board. Get him on board. Just fix him up and put him back on the street. And I think yeah. that's what happened, you know? I think he screwed up. The aliens were nice enough to be like, we've got this nice Advil and some creams, mm-hmm. and we're going to clean him up. We're going to get him right, walk him around the hangar, and then just put him back on Earth because we don't want to deal with a dead dude on our hands. No, they, uh, that's a, I mean, that's a crime even in space. You know, exactly. Space crime is even worse than Earth crime. It's 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 a it is a serious felony in in space to go just blasting humans with your engines, even if they are like insurance isn't going to believe that this dude was just fucking round at the exactly. business end of your UFO. And they're like, uh, no, 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 you wanted to kill that person. Here, and this brings me to my another. Uh, this brings me to another point, or actually a question: What yes. kind of aliens do you think they were, and what kind of aliens do you think come to Earth? And by kind of aliens, I don't mean Zetas or Nordics. I mean, like, what class and what type of people or, or what type of class would you put aliens in that that come with a spaceship to our planet? So are these blue-collar worker aliens? Mm, the loggers of aliens. The loggers of aliens. Or are they, like, drifter hobo aliens that who just, like, you know stolen up, a, a craft yeah, pick up dudes stick a finger up their bum and they're off, <laughs> they have fun know? with them you know or <laughs> or are a the, fun time like like think about it this way we send people to the moon all the time and they mm. are like the well. cream of the crop <laughs> yeah right they are the best smartest brightest mm. healthiest human specimens you could send to the moon right or the space station that was once the case, Sean. But now any fucker with like, you know, fifty million dollars can can head to space. Or that is at least where we're heading. You That's know? where we're These heading. This could but be still. like the Elon Musk's of of aliens, where they're just like, mm. you know, edge lords in a ship. Like mm. sticking fingers up people's bums. <laughs> I mean, that's where I think Elon <laughs> wants to go. But uh, <laughs> well, well, now that I'm thinking, so so, so yeah. I have I have a working theory that aliens that come to America or mm-hmm. the UK or Japan or wherever Just we see Earth, these Earth. yeah yeah wherever we see these sightings of UFOs I'm starting to think these are just like passerbys that might not be the brightest aliens they might You're not saying be... Earth is essentially like a uh, uh it's a like a gas station it's a pit stop you know it's a rest area oh wow uh... <laughs> the bathrooms are awful here uh, you've got convenience store, uh, no, no, you've got vending machines in place of convenience stores. Mm. It, it's not a great spot to be, but it's necessary in your journey to stop there. Or maybe it's like, you know, oh, can we stop by Earth? Like, oh, that place is, that place is no good. And like, oh, come on, it's such a long trip. I want to go to Earth. I, you know. Yeah. I want to see, I want to take a man's fluids. <laughs> like a pit stop, yeah. So, it's, what do you think uh, it is? What do you th- do? You think? What's your theory, Ned? I want to know. Do you think the aliens that we are seeing? Mm-hmm. I like honored? this theory. Yeah. Do you think? What do I think? That do I think they're the cream of the crop, or do I think? Uh, okay, first of all, this is we're taking our classism to space, Sean, because yes. you know whether they're the scientists or the truckers of whatever planet they're from, it's still an amazing achievement that they've made it here. You know, like I, who who cares? You'd think these would be some sort of researchers because most abduction cases involve experimentation, unless you know these are it's all just freaky truckers. <laughs> you um. You make a good point. I think, Sean, I think, honestly, um, this is a kind of... This is a kind of hundreds or thousands of years in the making first contact situation. There's a planet somewhere with aliens, and occasionally they'll pop over, pick someone up, stick something up their bum, and and see where, like, the humans are at as a species. And one day, they'll deem us worthy enough for genuine contact. But mm. But until then... I'd say this is, um, what would you call it, a kind of initial contact stage we're in, where I, I don't think aliens are pit-stopping here so much as they are checking on us, and one day we'll be worthy. You know, the, the one day they'll check up our bums, and they'll see our hearts, Sean. Okay. And they'll, 
they'll say yes i do want to talk to this human so uh, so the scene that all right this is what got me thinking about it the scene in which uh travis walton in in fire in the sky is starting to get experimented on it made me think about this and it made me think hard about this. I'm getting comfortable, as you can see. I'm getting, I'm, I'm settling in. It's gonna be a long one. <laughs> all right. So, so it made me think about this because that yeah. scene. If this, let's, let's just say the. So Robert, yeah, but that's Hollywood. I, I know, I but think aliens are doing that. But here, here, let's just say Robert Lieberman, the director of this film, had it mm. right, and he he got it he got it right. Okay. Right? And Travis Walton is on the operating table. And did you see all those tools and mechanisms they had? Yeah. And how strewn about they were and unsanitary. Yeah. No, they're kind right? of gross. Right? They were just scattered and thrown everywhere. See, mm. I don't want to dox myself, but my, my wife used to work in surgery. And, like, mm. you have to be super clean in there. Everything yeah. has to be lined up perfectly. And these these grays were just going at it it looked like it looked like if i had an operating table in my basement (laughs) which you're not saying you do i don't because i i don't have a basement but if i had one it would look much like what robert lieberman has shown in his movie it would be all fucked up and like dirty (laughs) what kind of texas chainsaw massacre yeah so i got to thinking these aliens might not be you know the five-star general aliens these aliens might be the skateboarding fingerboarding uh gundam building 30 year olds like these are your aliens yeah like i have a car and i drove you know down the area and i'm like oh dang look i found this fool and oh dang i i messed him up hey just clean him up get him on the ship and just and just black him out and then we'll get out of here yeah, but that's not what the aliens in the movie are like sadistic like there's there's the the je- you're saying what if aliens are like the aliens from the movie not what if aliens are like the aliens from uh his his actual account and in his actual account i'd say yes they probably were trying to like fix a fool up because he was standing around like the engine uh, in this alien, they're kind of evil and, st- you know, they're, they're sadistic. No, 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 but, but see, they're sadistic, but mm. that's just how... Okay, okay. They're sadistic in the movie only because you perceive them to being sadistic, right? Well... Be- because he, because in he, the end, he, he's back, and he's he a, a does little... get dropped off because they don't like him. That's the line. Mm. I don't think they'll that's be back. That's true. They don't like But them. he was fighting at him. That's why they didn't like him. But then they did have pods full of like full of like half human corpses oh, that yeah. were kept in suspended. Out. I don't think these were cool movie. Eh? I don't think these were chill, fingerborn, like talk talk drinking <laughs> aliens. These did not seem like chill aliens, Sean. Okay. But um, but I will say, Sean, what would you do? You you're out logging. Yeah. You know, uh, you're. It's a hard day on the land. Mm-hmm. There's sweat on your brow. You're wearing your nice. Uh, your nice shirt. What is it? Like a nice. Um, this is a champion. This is it nice? <laughs> yeah, but not in a, <laughs> a flannel. Is, yeah, wearing a flannel. Okay. Uh, An LL Bean uh, issued flannel. Okay, you're wearing that specific flannel, the flannel of your dreams. Okay, yes. and you're logging, so you're in okay. great shape, Sean. You're yeah. in great shape. Think like about this. that. <laughs> you're, not that you're not in great shape. I'm all right. <laughs> Just, I'm doing okay. You're doing, but you're in logger's shape. All right. Oh damn. <laughs> yeah you're out in the you're in the you're in the truck with your your bros all right mm-hmm, you've mm-hmm. all been logging you're all mormon so there's definitely a sexual tension mm, uh right you see a fire in the sky yeah oh god damn you park up what do you do sean what do you do you see the ufo <sighs> yep, you're in the truck yep. okay. do you get out do you start waving yourself about or do you no, 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 how no. do you okay. proceed okay all right so here's what i do mm-hmm. i I am driving because if there's one thing you you know yeah, about okay. me, I'm I drive. I don't mm-hmm. let anybody else drive because I like driving. So I'm driving. Yeah, <clears throat> and I see catch up Fast and the Furious series <laughs> coming soon. <laughs> Ooh, nice. Uh, I'm driving, so I pull up and we see the, the craft, right? And I have my mm-hmm. camera on me because I always have my camera on me. Yeah, and this is just a fact. I snap one photo with blurry as shit, like with you know. My film camera first, right? Mm-hmm. Because I don't know 
if there's something with technology that yeah, corrupts a iPhone photos, right? Go right. So yeah. I take and I do have the film camera always. So I take a photo with the film camera first. Mm-hmm. Then I take a photo with an iPhone, right? Mm-hmm. That I have on Why, all the time. Okay, very brand loyal, I guess. But any any mobile device will uh will do. But I have an iPhone, so I take a picture with my iPhone. I grab mm-hmm. whoever whoever's in the the front passenger seat. I'm grabbing mm-hmm. their phone too and taking a picture as well. And mm-hmm. we're recording a video while it's happening. We are going to document this perfectly, and we are not getting out of that damn car. Okay, very yeah. And and somebody tries to get out of the car, I'm smacking them. I'm like, no, we're not getting out of this car. <laughs> Sean, I that's know- very similar to what I myself would do. Oh. Okay. What would you do? I'd roll up and... Sean, are you hearing our transmission? Whoa. We have been watching you and have deemed you our wise. Your oh, knowledge shit. of Moloch and fingerboarding far outweighs the rest of your species. I fucking knew it. I knew it. We wish you'd a journey with us, Sean. But oh. we believe your co-host has deceived you. What? Tell us you have noticed it. No? No, or you're right. one of our ancient enemies. What? A species known as... <laughs> you must trick him into revealing himself. Do you I wish can... to proceed, Sean? For the mission yeah. will be dangerous. Yes. Excellent. You see, a... Uh... <laughs> Cannot lie about the following three things. Wait, let me write this down. You write this down, Sean. This is very important. Although I'd wait to the end of... This is definitely a closer. So I'd wait to the end of the podcast. I'd bring it back as though this was a setup and we do a payoff later. Oh, okay. All right, yeah. Like a podcast. Okay. Is, is he still rambling on about UFOs? He is not the brightest. What? Monday in the draw. Anyway, uh, ask him to say his favorite number. It will always be 69. They think that shit is so funny. Uh, if you ask him what his favorite meal is, it'll be bacon. It's so basic, Sean. Like, oh my goodness. But finally, definitive proof. Ask him who his celebrity crush is. It will be his hive queen. The seventh spawn of Fundecandemundo, mistress of the blue moon. Once he has fully revealed himself, you must tell him to leave your planet, or he will destroy you all. Okay. Yeah. All right. I can do this. I'm phasing out now. And then, once they've had their kind of way with me, I'd, uh... <laughs> yeah, I, I'd, I'd be off. Uh, safe oh. and sound. Wow. But... <clears throat> okay. <laughs> you okay, man? Uh... Yeah. Okay. All right. Well, look, I did. I have got in front of me. This is the official, uh, the the MUFON uh, guide of if you should see a UFO. So I just get this in front of you quick because I want you to be prepared, Sean. All right, MUFON. If you're ever on the business end. Guide. Uh, uh, So uh, remain calm is the first thing. I think you got that. You know, Uh, make sure you're somewhere safe and non hazardous. Um. Get a good look at that UFO and be objective and and try and work out within your means of knowledge if this thing is truly alien or if this is just a craft of this realm, of this earth, okay? Yeah. You got it right with step three. Use a camcorder or camera to record the event, okay? Try have a reference in the photos so you get an idea of scale. Yes. Uh, uh, if you have a tape recorder, record your description of the events. Who I don't know when Mufon wrote this shit. Uh, you could I record something on. They your probably wrote this last year because if I if it's anything I know about Mufon, the Mutual yeah. UFO Network, yeah, it's that they are up on their shit, mm. and and I'm sure there's a good reason that you need to always have a tape recorder. I think and, you're right. Yeah, I think you're right. And did I was looking? You can join Mufon. You can jo- you can become a member and get a lanyard and everything. And if you give them two hundred dollars a year, you get like a polo. Like I'd do it. To if, be the, if if they come out with a trucker hat that says Mufon, I might have to do it. 
just they to get the have truck. Got, they have got a <laughs> cool move for it. And I saw it and I thought, ah, oh, that'd be a cool thing to get Sean. But it's like 30 bucks. Uh, <laughs> you know, uh, yeah. maybe, maybe for, you know. Maybe oh my gosh, they do have a trucker hat. That's a move on. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Mm, okay. Anyway, uh, if there are witnesses present, ask them to record their own observations. Okay. Neighbors, fellow Mormon truckers, whatever is at your disposal. If the UFO leaves some of its presence behind, you it's up to you, the citizen, the MUFON member, whoever you may be, to cordon off that area, okay? This is a crime scene, all right? Of course, it, yeah. Don't you let anyone get close, and be careful yourself, uh, because the next thing is to get a good look at it, if it's safe, okay? Mm-hmm. Uh, you don't know if this thing's hazardous, so document it in a safe kind of way. I think this is exactly what what I was saying. Yeah. If you then encounter an alien, make sh- you know, try keep a safe distance or why don't, hide yourself. Why don't we learn about this in school? I don't understand. This is Sean, like Yes. I learned so much shit in school and this is practical knowledge. Right. Okay. Maths, English, mm-hmm. geography, like I've never had to know where Oslo is in my life. Uh, but should I encounter an alien and they say, where do you want to be dropped off? I might say Oslo because now I know where it is. I, <laughs> I, I don't know. I've argued for geography there. <laughs> um, uh, anyway, uh, the last thing is report the event to MUFON or a UFO research organization of your choice. MUFON. I recommend MUFON. MUFON. Uh, uh, I spent I I lost about half a day yesterday just browsing the forums of MUFON, seeing photos people took, alien encounters. Uh, someone that was like photographing out in uh, Washington State, and they saw like they caught this photo of figures with blue faces, and I'm like, where's the photo? Then you can't tease me with a photo <laughs> and then not show me the photo. But I, I'm sure he had his reasons. Uh, you got to keep yourself safe if you're looking for aliens. Um, so yeah, this is maybe what Travis should have done because a Travis on a lark, he's waving around the UFO and he gets zipped up. And um, um, we've now we've now spent about twenty minutes uh, not talking about the movie. <laughs> <But> <laughs> that's we fine. Talk- no, this that's is important. Fine. No, this is the important stuff. But Sean, moving on. Yeah. What's your theory, man? What do you think actually happened to Travis if this is a hoax? You know. Mm. If this is a hoax, why? Yeah. Okay. Okay. I just I don't know if I can do it. I don't know no, if I can say that this is a your... hoax. Yeah. No. But pretend you're insane. Okay. And okay. you think it's a hoax, and you're like one of these dumb, like townspeople, like they murdered Travis, and like here's what I think happened. Pretend you're one of those fools. I've read the, I've read the conspiracy theories. I think the one that I would have to subscribe to if you force me is potentially the he did it for money theory. Because it's a lot of money in those. (laughs) (laughs) Well, they're all filthy rich. But here's the thing. You're you're a logger. You're not a great logger or maybe you're just not you're not up on your luck. And you're like, well, maybe maybe I can swing my story to sell a book. Or maybe I can swing my story to sell a, a movie script or a TV script. And maybe, here's actually, I'm just thinking about it. Maybe something else is going on. Maybe Travis Walton had some some thugs on his tail. And he was, you know, he had some like, gambling debts that he needed to pay and they were like we're gonna feed you to the fishes if you don't pay up and what's he do he he has this elaborate conspiracy that a ufo takes him drops him back five days and now everybody's looking at travis and nobody's gonna knock off somebody who the entire town knows is just the crazy person of course that's why no one ever took a swing at kennedy uh, because <laughs> he was in the public eye, Sean, you're a genius. <laughs> um, uh, no, I, there's there's something there. Okay, I think I don't think this. This is what an insane person might think. Mm-hmm. But uh, if you look into it, they were 
pretty behind on their contracts and that login contract was like you know the last thing on a list of like three things that those dudes were all thinking about uh, a skeptic could say that this was a elaborate hoax that all seven of these beautiful Mormon logger boys uh, cooked up to get out of a, a you know dubious logging contract okay uh, go missing for five days we'll drum up a big like mystery and then we don't have to do this horrible logging job anymore this is all nonsense okay Sean this is what I think happened oh okay? I'm, I'm hey before you get into that uh, what's your favorite number Dude, you know my favorite. <laughs> yeah, man. but what? 69. <laughs> yeah, okay. <laughs> okay. Or right, go ahead. Uh, <clears throat> anyway, I think, uh, weird question, man. Uh, yeah, anyway, uh, but uh, honestly, the truth is he was abducted by aliens. Uh, and then in the movie, he gets brought back and he's a broken man, but he gets over it and makes friends again with his mate and he marries that woman. They're still married, I think. They're still married, uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Dana, but I think But his brother-in-law is divorced and living in a shack by himself out in the woods. That is where it kind of gets spooky. That that because... makes that makes me think it all happened. Like, like just the eeriness of it, you know? There is... It is weird to me that Seven strangers because uh, they didn't all know each other right. these contractors would all agree to do a hoax you know right like that's what makes it kind of like kind of weird that they'd all and it's that. like 20 years or what is it now Th- like 40 years now right since the initial mm. abduction yeah and they've kept it together they've kept they kept the story going man uh, I, I will say there's a good last podcast on the left episode on, on Travis, uh, and they do talk about some of the reasons, like, it's, you know, some of the more circumstantial evidence that might make you think it didn't happen was Travis was previously into UFOs. Him, his brother, and his dad, who uh, left at a young age, were really into aliens, mm, UFOs. Mm-hmm. Uh, they even had a game plan if they ever saw a UFO, which is exactly what Travis did, which is get under it and start fucking around, trying to get abducted, uh, because why not? Hey, yeah, <laughs> uh, I guess. But that doesn't mean it didn't happen. Yeah. You know? Do you think... Do you, okay, Sean, do you think if it was a hoax, uh, Travis would have appeared on, that's right, the Joe Rogan show? Do you think <laughs> Joe Rogan just has anyone on? No. and And he... He's had, you know, quite a quite a few people on his show, all perfect specimens of the best type of people in just the world. Just the best people. And he had Joe Rogan. Yeah, he has like that meat diet thing, right? Yeah, just what? eats all that meat, which <laughs> is <laughs> terrible for him. <laughs> yeah, what's your favorite meal? Uh, oh, dude, my favorite meal. I got to agree with Joe on this one, man. Get me some of that bacon, all right? Uh, <laughs> Actually, I love all that bacon-flavored stuff, man. Just like, you know when they do bacon-flavored, like, fizzy drinks and bacon-flavored cereal? Just real quirky <laughs> shit that I really love. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, I can't <laughs> agree with you, but... <laughs> dude, I... Yeah, anyway, um, I will say, slight tangent, tiny rant, I'll keep it under a minute... Watching all these interviews on YouTube, there's a disclaimer at the bottom, links to a Wikipedia article about alien abduction, because YouTube don't want you to be misinformed about alien abduction. But, like, fuck you, YouTube. (laughs) Like, I went and checked. Like, there are no disclaimers on, like, Ben Shapiro videos or, like, InfoWars shit. Like, I'm sure there is some when they put, like, COVID in the title of the video and then there's, like, a, here's a Wikipedia. But it's so, it's such bare minimum trying to keep people informed. And alien abductions is so low on the list of shit people need to really worry about being lied to about like fuck you youtube for trying to ruin aliens anyway that's my that's my no it's a very very uh it's a very solid rant thank you man yeah thank you but hey should we score this movie that we've hardly talked about yeah let's do it (laughs) you go first give it a six i give it a six it's a it's a it's a it's a it's a strong six to a light seven and that nightmare sequence at the end really does elevate the whole thing to being pretty great i i agree i was i was going between five and six and i think i'm saying a strong six 
nightmare mm-hmm. sequence at the end pushes it a little because it is it like you i haven't seen uh like i i don't like alien movies that just kind of like tease you and never mm. have a good payoff right like this this movie promises okay there's there's aliens and you're gonna get to see them and you're gonna see what they do and like it must have been so fun to make the costumes for it and like the special effects and all the little contraptions and like build the the tools that they were going to use and the costumes for the aliens so uh, i was really happy with the the ending scene there uh so yeah strong six excellent man excellent beautiful stuff um cool cool you know wrap it up yeah no i mean there's a lot of celebrities in this movie and um he's got me to, like yeah really like the liquid terminators in it who else yeah no it was kind of star studded um and it got me thinking like you know <laughs> yeah. there's like uh you know you're a uh a red-blooded <laughs> yeah british yeah, you know i love my bacon Brit- man yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so like who's your celebrity crush Oh, uh, dude, there's, I mean, how do I pick, you know, because there's all the, ba- okay, I'm all about babes, man. That's one thing. The <laughs> no, who's your celebrity crush, though? Oh, dude, I mean, of all the babes in the world, I got to say, man, have you seen, ah, oh, she, um, have you seen, let me, okay, I don't know if you've seen her in anything, but it's, uh, it's personally for me. It's my hive queen. What? Uh, who's the seventh spawn of Kondikai Hunter? Leave my planet. Leave my planet. What are you saying, man? What are you saying? I banish you. Leave Dude. my planet now. Oh no! Oh no! Oh, no. He into the I don't know if that joke paid off. No, I love it. I think that's why you come to Lights, Cameras, Blokes. It's the the intricate narratives we weave, the stories we're able to tell. Uh, I know a couple of Reddit forums that are going to go insane for this week's episode. So uh, there are some special Easter eggs we've sown throughout every episode that has alluded to Ned, the character, being an alien. Uh, We're so excited that some of you were able to pick up on it. If you yourself have been abducted or have seen a UFO, reach out to MUFON, but then make sure to shoot us an email. That's lights.cameras.blokes at gmail.com or give us a follow on Instagram uh, for more weird Sean conspiracy goodness. That's at lights.cameras.blokes. Thank you for coming back to the fray. We're sorry we left it so long, but we're back in a big way. This is kind of the revitalization of blokes, the big rebranding. I'm thinking of getting rid of Sean, but let's see how that works out. I'll see you next time. 